Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're We're lost lost on Lost. Welcome everybody to Lost on Lost. I am Adam Busher, and I'm joined as always by JP Russell. That's me. Just, just add those noises in post, please. No. Okay. Before we get started, I want to do some listener mail. I've got one here. Ted from Burbank, subject line: Helping you find the growth your project is missing. Are you not seeing the growth you were hoping for when you kicked off this project last spring? Do you feel like you could use a boost? Well, we're ready to collaborate with you. Come on down to Lowe's this Labor Day for 20% off select mulches and fertilizers from our garden selection. Turns out this is a coupon for Labor Day sale at Lowe's. Not a podcast thing. I was just at Lowe's yesterday, you son of a bitch. Uh... And on top of this embarrassing little non sequitur, the coupon expired on September 6th. Uh, all right, let's let's just stop recording. <laughs> Today we're talking about the Glass Ballerina, second episode of season three and the forty seventh episode overall. Our centric characters are everyone's favorite on again, off again, will they, mm-hmm. won't they? Couple Jin and Sun Quan. Glass Ballerina takes place on the 69th day after the crash nice. of Oceanic nice. 815. Nice, 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 nice. nice. Uh, JP. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want to do a recap? Or do I you would love skip to do it? a recap. You yeah, no, to... let's do a recap. Okay, yep. cool. <laughs> the glass ballerina starts strong with the whole glass ballerina thing, but then really tapers off quickly. <laughs> we get to see a lot of that sweet, sweet Sun and Jin backstory that we all love. We find out things like Sun has a dad. Who knew? <laughs> Meanwhile, on the island, Saeed desperately wants to find Jack. Hey, what about Kate and Sawyer? Shut up, you only Jack. <laughs> Speaking of uncool hand Luke, oh, Kate, how do I objectify thee? Let me count the gross ways. And finally, Ben has the thought that every guy in his 40s has. I should get a boat. <laughs> we have a guest. What? Uh, again. Yeah. Uh, the wonderfully talented Jacob Aller. Hey. Welcome to the show, Jacob. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Jacob, so good to have you on the show. Uh, Jacob, it's uh, we love having people on the podcast that are infinitely more qualified to do this than us. Um, <laughs> you are a writer for Paste Magazine. Uh, or is, is writer not the correct term? You are... Uh, well, I, I, writer editor, yes, I would say. Yes, right. I, I don't know things. They don't, uh, let, they don't they don't they don't let you on the salary unless you're an editor. Oh, okay. there you go. Yeah, you, they don't give you the health insurance otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, so, Jacob, tell us a little bit about your background with Lost. Uh, are you a fan? Is this your first episode? Uh, it's not my first episode. My first episode of Lost ever. I actually watched in grad school because I was in a class all about TV and time travel. Uh, <laughs> I, I it was I got a media studies uh, master's. It's nothing. That's um, better than JP's and uh, JP and I's post secondary or degrees. <laughs> <right>. Yeah, <laughs> don't diminish better. that hard work, even though it was yeah. about television. 
Yeah. It was about television and it was about time travel. And so the episode I saw was about uh, the the guy who wanted Penny's boat or whatever. Desmond. Oh, God. So, so, so I, I'd never seen any I'd never seen any Lost. And so I just watched that episode. And my takeaway was this show sucks. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> these, these characters are awful. This guy yeah. is a jerk. This woman is insane for for sticking around waiting for him for oh, so long. I can't wait to meet Penny. <laughs> and 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 so my idea of this show is like okay, well there's a lot of weird time travel. Uh there are a bunch of like maybe British people trying to maybe <laughs> I don't know, have relationships across both time and space. And so I, I was like this is like a Doctor Who kind of show. Sure. Uh and and so my partner is really into it and so she was really uh doing a lot of rewatches. Uh, of the show and and so i would catch like snippets and it would be that annoying thing where i'd be like who is that (laughs) who's that what are they doing here yeah uh and then i would do that for for like the entire couple seasons that that she was doing it so i i have a familiarity with people's faces but i know nothing of names and backstories and if i have little gems of insight it is because i uh got them through osmosis well, that's go. that's actually perfect. Um, we will have to have you back for that episode, uh, <laughs> the one that you watched. Uh, it, we, it, I, I I think I know what episode you're talking about. I think it's the constant, and I believe it's from season five. But I'll I'll try and right. look into it. And, it's the one where I said it sucked. Everybody got mad at me. Which is, <laughs> so if it, that helps you, because uh, if I'm remembering right, and I'm not, I, it's 100 percent possible that I'm not. But the constant, I'm pretty sure has a lot to do with time travel and most like losties I'd say it's one of the best episodes of the show. <laughs> well, my, my defense on that is if you make me watch just the payoff of something in isolation, it's not, it's not going it, to be good. It, well, it's always going to be bad is the thing. Yeah. you can watch the intro of anything in isolation and you can at least understand what's happening. But if you just watch the middle of Avengers Endgame, you're going to be like, this makes no sense. People are insane. Mm. They made, this made a billion dollars from a bunch of morons. <laughs> but if you'd watch all of these other things, you know, you have a little context. Adam, Adam, what? quick, quick. Go into the side chat. Okay. Okay. Here we're going. He cracked our algorithm. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're in trouble. We got to fucking bail on this. Let's let's just time travel back to the beginning of this podcast and not do it. I've called the podcast police on your premise. Uh, We're all going to jail. iTunes is on their way right now. (laughs) Well, uh, Jacob, what are you uh, what are you watching uh, nowadays? Uh, Since you lost wasn't really uh, in your bag uh, back in the day. Uh, what do you what do you watch currently for like for fun like uh, serialized episodic comedy drama like where are you at? Uh, well, just for TV, I just finished reading uh, the really good behind the scenes slash recap Sopranos book called The Sopranos oh. Sessions. Uh, so it's uh, Alan Sepinwall and Matt Zoller Seitz, who were the two critics that worked for the New Jersey Star Ledger during the original run of The Sopranos, and so they were their hometown newspaper. And it's them going back through and doing a full series rewatch and doing recaps for every single episode. And then at the end, they have like seven conversations with the showrunner. Uh, cool. Looking Very back cool. on things. It phenomenal book. But yeah, for fun, I I watch mostly bad horror movies on Shutter. <laughs> OK, you, you write about stuff for a living. So you hate film and television. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. So for work, I'm like, I have to watch stuff I think about. And so yeah. for not work, I, I say, well, let's watch this old giallo film where it it has like a 17 word title and everybody's <laughs> topless 
Give me the name of that film. Well, yeah, Jacob, so good to uh, so good to have you on the show. We're very excited to uh, see what you thought about the Glass Ballerina. You guys want to talk about it? Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, the Glass Ballerina originally aired on October 11th, 2006. It was written by Jeff Pinkner and Drew Goddard and directed by Paul Edwards. Uh, Paul, or, uh, excuse me, Pinkner was the sh- co-showrunner of Fringe through its fourth season and also co-wrote The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Cool. Uh, Drew Goddard was a co-executive producer uh, on Lost until its fourth season before moving out of shows like uh, Netflix's Daredevil and movies like The Martian and Cloverfield. And Paul Edwards, he directed the third most episodes of Lost <laughs> behind <laughs> nice. Jack Bender and Stephen Williams. Yeah, that's who's behind the stick on uh, on this episode, The Glass Ballerina. So let's talk about what actually happened in The Glass Ballerina. First, I want to talk about what you guys think The Glass Ballerina means. <laughs> Man, uh, uh, it, uh, I think it means. Uh, I didn't read the God, chapter like, for this episode, teacher. Like, well, I think. It, <laughs> how about you here? Yeah, we'll, why we'll, don't you we'll start, do Jacob? The, we'll, we'll do the prof- the professor thing while while I give you a, a sort of a leading question hint, where I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of the sun story it does seem like it's a loss of innocence for her as a character <laughs> yeah oh. is this is this crashed ballerina the first time we see sun even like little baby sun do a bad thing uh in the podcast it, yeah, yeah here on the show certainly because <laughs> uh she does seem as far as i know about the character she's like super cool yeah yeah and, and Jin is like the real asshole yeah uh, and, and so giving her a little bit at the beginning where it's like, look at this little thing where she just cold bloodedly gets somebody fired. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it I, escalates like, from there. Yeah. I don't know about the significance of the ballerina itself, but like her smashing it and then just pinning it on the maid who gets hacked by Mr. Paik. It's just like, that is some ice cold shit. <laughs> well, I mean, if you can't blame the help, who can you blame? Um, there's, <laughs> There's uh there's definitely something there about, you know, both of the glass ballerina incident, you know, she dad covers up for her with and we'll get into it her her uh, infidelity, her dad covers up for it. Um now, you know, then when we get to sort of like the third act of the of the episode, she's got she's alone basically on the boat and she's got to make a decision. This is fifth act JP television is five acts. I don't <laughs> Anyways, she's got to yeah, stand up have, for herself. So she's the intro, just, and then they have the middle, and then they have three conclusions, and then <laughs> and then there's always an ad for cigarettes in the middle. And, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but and then there's a missing piece at the very end. Right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a felt bottom chess boards. <laughs> um, but anyways, no, I don't know. It's something about the loss of innocence or f- fragility or something like that. I don't know. Well, I, th- I think it also going off what you're saying, where you're like, well, if you can't blame the help, there is some class stuff going on I mean, here because uh, S- Son and her dad are uh, either extremely rich or just rich enough to have her husband employed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And, and yeah, like that. that's what I was in there too. I was like, okay, we didn't, this is the first, is this our first son, son, Jin? Oh no, we had a son no, Jin a while no, back. Uh, but, and found. Yeah. But, um, so we, we knew from that at least that son did, did come from means, but this episode makes it look like it's not just like means. It's like, she's flush. Uh, mm-hmm. like, I mean, 
Uh, but even money can't buy your dad not busting in on you. Right. Uh, in flagrante. Well, it's interesting up. because in the in the previous episode, we see that that son comes from from money, from a very affluent background. Um, but then uh, Jin comes from basically nothing. Mm-hmm. And he pulls a complete 180 from being basically a doorman at a at a hotel to now fucking Liam Neeson from Taken. Yeah. And or, a, or a maid fired for a, a smashing she didn't commit. <laughs> right. An unfairly fired maid. Yeah. So there's there's definitely some, uh, I don't know if it's answered in the show or if uh, we're just missing it because it's out of order because we're stupid and doing <laughs> it this way. Uh, but definitely Jin has gone through some transformations recently. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's, that, that, that's how the episode opens. And... <laughs> Like I got to the not to jump ahead, but like I got to the end of the episode, and I totally forgot that the, the that first scene happened. I didn't remember it until just now. <laughs> and you were like, "Why do they call like, what it you, this? Why, what does yeah, the glass yeah. ballerina mean?" And then I was like, "Oh yeah, Jacob's talking about glass ballerina. That makes sense. It's a good thing I wrote that uh. down." <laughs> <laughs> then let's just talk about the flashbacks uh, right now. Then sure. so the next flashback thing that happens is. Um, Oh, I fucking I I started writing in all caps. We fast forward uh, from the glass ballerina episode to I probably twenty years later. <laughs> this son of a bitch! This You're son about of Bezos? a yes. Yeah. Guess who's oh. back? Back again. <laughs> I'm telling you oh, right now. So you now, guys know who Jeff Bezos is? I thought oh, he yeah. was a new addition. No. Yeah, Jay Lee. Jay. Uh, so, so we cut to the shot where his son's just like laying in a hotel bed. Obviously, like some, you know, it's it's a nooner or it's a you know afternoon delight. Like the sun's <laughs> up. Like oh, sun's up. <laughs> but then popping up from behind her is yeah, uh, the, <laughs> Jay Lee. Not- uh, Not very handsome Daniel Day Kim. Instead, <laughs> it is the the earthworm from James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> this dude, this dude is a major piece of shit. Um, we we know I him from from guy. Anne Found, the yeah. old, the other Jin and Son. And he is he has the worst date that has ever happened in the history of dating, and he's such a piece of shit. And oh. He just burns Sun so bad. And now she's fucking him? Yeah. Excuse me. No. How? How? In what because, universe? Because at the end of And Found, we, 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 you, JP, and I, we know that she, she like actually liked him. She was entertaining the idea of like hooking up with him or dating him or whatever. And he was like, nah, I'm fucking out of here. And like we were mad at him then for bailing on uh, Queen of the Universe Sun. And now I'm mad at him again because he continues to be a piece of shit. <laughs> Do not care for him at all. Uh, and neither does uh, her dad, who just strolls in to whatever oh, yeah. hotel or <laughs> whatever setting you said it was in. I think, yeah. I think he's he got some business in there. I think he owns the hotel. Probably. Um, because, we, yeah, we don't know. This is another instance of the show not telling us his name. <laughs> there, yeah. There's a there's two styles of talking about or introducing us to characters in Lost. Either they say their name a thousand times to the point where it's annoying or they never say it and we don't know <laughs> what to call them. Right. His yep. name's Mr. Paik. It's, a, it's oh. Sutton's dad. But yeah, just like strolls in like he owns the place because maybe he does. <laughs> Well, either that or he's you very much get the feeling throughout this episode that he's someone powerful enough where he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter where. Yeah, it's he's he's a lot of places where you're like, why? Why are you here? Are you everywhere? Why are you keeping tabs on this? Yeah. 
like yeah did did somebody at the hotel security like snitch to snitch to him like hey we saw your daughter and yeah fucking uh, jeff bezos mr Pake, it's the, the <laughs> that rich guy you warned us about is back <laughs> that smooth lothario <laughs> sneaking into a room with your daughter uh, then uh, then the next uh flashback we see um Jin is talking to Mr. Paik. Yes. Jin works for Mr. Paik and Mr. Paik's like, "Hey, I need you to to do me a favor. You got to you got to go rough somebody up. You got to deliver a message." Doesn't tell him what the message is, just, "Hey, somebody's disrespecting our family." Which is interesting that you open the episode Jacob uh telling us about your experience with the Sopranos because like <laughs> yeah, throughout Oh the- yeah, and they're like, "Hey, uh I need you to uh putting into this and you're like uh do you mean what it i think you mean he's like go put it into this it's bad for the family for me for you your shame is my shame like my shame is your shame like but it's interesting though because we still don't know what Jin does uh we see pretty soon what Jin does (laughs) (laughs) what that jacob have you ever like have you ever been in a fist fight no okay neither have i busher have you been in a fist fight yes Okay, uh, less less than five fist fights. Yeah, I've been in exactly a fist fight. <laughs> okay, so my my point is like, if if someone just came to any one of us and said, "We, I need you to go just fuck this guy up," right? Yeah. <laughs> if I if I just open up the door, uh, or and, and here's this guy, now I gotta whip his ass. Uh, most people haven't been in fist fights. Yeah. So myself and that other guy would be on about the same playing field. Jin. Mm-hmm. And Jay are not on the same playing field. Jin fucking knocks the dust off of this well, guy. Well, yeah, Jin's primary strategy seems to be, I'm going to throw this guy as many times as he'll let me, and he'll let <laughs> me throw him infinite times. <laughs> I'll throw him through anything. Right. What do you yeah. got? I'll throw him into it. That was, that was not a fist fight. That was like a, a suplex contest from like WrestleMania. Just like, yeah, Jin just tossing him around like wet garbage. <laughs> He folded faster than a lawn chair and Jin has been up to something. I don't know if this is the typical, if he's some sort of enforcer for son's dad or what's going on, but from being a bellhop to now, uh, he's he's, too handsome to be like a boxer. So you have to imagine he's he's like a more refined assassin kind of person. Right. Well, and, and later on he handles, the pistol that Said gives him with oh. a level of confidence. Oh yeah, he does that thing, that, and Said is like, "Oh, do you know what kind of gun that?" He's like, "Let me check all these uh, the parts." Okay, yep, loaded, good. Well, that ten minutes of the episode, I have like a page and a half of notes on. Same. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we'll um, get to that. We actually we ju- we jumped past. Um, this happened before Jin fucks Jay up. Um, Jin comes home to Sun. Um, you know, uh, to have dinner. Um. Son, uh, during this little scene where they're having dinner, like son's obviously guilt ridden by recently having been caught by her dad, uh, stepping out. Um, you can tell that she doesn't necessarily know if she, you know, is she going to tell Jin what's going on? Like there's tension here. Right. That, does he know? Yeah. yeah. Cause he comes home all fucked up about something and she's like, Oh my God, yeah, <laughs> right. did you talk to my dad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It becomes clear during this conversation, at least to me that son doesn't like the fact that Jin works for Mr. Paik. Right. And Mr. And, and Jin says flat out right here, like, I love you and I'm married to you. And this is what it takes for me to be married to you. Like, right. I know you don't like, this was the only way that we were going to be together is by me being this for Mr. Paik, whatever this is. Right. 
Well, and and he talks about how this is the first time he called him son. Yeah. Like his son. And you're like, that sucks. That's too bad. <laughs> aren't, aren't, aren't y'all married? Like just just saying if Jin needs a new dad, he's gonna get one once he gets to the island in the form of a one Johnny Locke. Never so, heard of him. <laughs> shut up. Anyways. Uh at the end of the scene, uh son uh takes so and sort of grabs Jay's offer to run away. And offers it to Jin. She's like, we could take off. We could start a new life. Uh, you know, we could leave. And he's like, all right, give me a fucking break. Like, Mr. Peg will yeah. find me wherever we go. Um, mm-hmm. But the question I was asking myself is like, did she offer to run away with Jin because she loves Jin or because she doesn't want Jin to fucking murder Jay? J- right. <laughs> uh, uh, I think this is another example. I mean, I think this whole setup it, it, in, in terms of flashback and present is showing Sun son's growth of like running away from problems and then facing them head on <laughs> yeah uh, yeah exactly son, son being like oh i didn't break that the maid did it or like oh, i didn't sleep with that guy kill him or <laughs> 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 like well let's run away so no one will ever find out about yeah. this thing all right Oops. don't don't do what my dad says yeah not, I think not because i'm a... concerned with the relationship that you have with my mm-hmm. dad because i don't want you to kill the fucking thumb that i'm fucking <laughs> Right. Well, because she doesn't know she doesn't know that there's going to be like this level of violence. I think there's even right. that level of denial to it. Oh, yeah. But there's still that level of like, well, I don't want this problem to be my problem. I, was, I would like right. this to be done and gone. So, so from there, then, yeah, he goes, <laughs> we go to the, the fucking pay-per-view in the hallway. It's, it's, yeah, it's just three for three thrown through a wall, thrown through a table. The, there was one more, right? <laughs> Yeah, something he, like that. He he cut oh, through the windshield. He can't, yeah, through the windshield. <laughs> I don't think Jen technically threw it through the windshield. It was an emotional throw. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the I I love little little action set pieces like this in yeah. broadcast television. Jin comes up and he he get, like he, he bangs his head against the door. He takes the key and opens the door. He's like, "All right, I'm going to we're going to continue this in the room yeah. so nobody sees us." But yeah, get your the, purse. We're leaving. He, there was a, a moment that it was just a brief shot, but he like he grabs Jay by the by the collar, or the the front of his shirt, and picks him up and just literally just picks him up one handed up off the ground and throws him into the room through that like wooden thing. And I was just like, yeah. that that is some phenomenal stunt work. I love Does, doesn't to he see then stuff immediately like go into a glass table? Yeah. And he like, picks oh, him yeah. up and puts him yeah. through the table too. The, uh, I was wondering if you guys knew if they if they put stunt people in or I couldn't I couldn't tell if it was just the falls or if Daniel Day Kim was actually doing all the chucking. The guy going through the hard. table was one hundred I mean like but going through the things was one hundred percent a stunt guy. But the but Daniel Day Kim could have done the other stuff. Um yeah. So we assume that Jin was probably supposed to kill Jay here, but yeah, he probably. doesn't do that. He's like, eh, no, leave. Never come back. Um, the way he phrased Again, it to me was which really passing, good. passing on that idea that Sun gave to him. So it's the guy hearing his own idea back to him like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and also, like, he knows that he's done the wrong thing uh, and uh, Sun's dad was pressuring him. Again, we have a character that 
is feeling like they've done the wrong thing because they haven't murdered someone, which is like the fourth or fifth time that has come up in this show. Like I'm doing the wrong thing by not committing manslaughter, yeah. which is such an odd theme that keeps coming up in this it's fucking also show. It's pretty crazy for a, a random group of plane passengers that, that murder keeps just, it just keeps coming up. Like if you had said it was Con Air, I'd believe you, but right. like this God, was Oceanic I, Flight 815. When are you going to start your Con Air podcast? Uh, you ass- you yeah, assume that we already have yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So uh, Jim lets him off the hook, and and he goes out to his car, and he's <laughs> trying to like collect himself post beating. Um, and all, all and Jim's he, really got to do is catch his breath because he didn't take a fucking lick. <laughs> right. And then he thinks to himself, "Boy, that sure sounds like a body flying through the air." <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, a distinctive noise. <laughs> Pow. <laughs> Bam, and I my note is just what are the fucking odds? Like, yeah, on hit, like was it planned? He's like, you beat me up. Well, <laughs> get ready to go to the body shop. <laughs> Take that. Yeah, I'm gonna get my my revenge. Uh, Daniel Day Kim did a little thing <laughs> as he got out of the car. He, as he stepped out of the car, he like looked down at the chest of his shirt and brushed it off. The glass <laughs> shattering into the car, and that's just like gotta look good. That's a that's a nice little character thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's very nice. also cold, man. Yeah. Everyone in the show oh, yeah. is so yeah. cold as hell. Cold. Yep. In Jay's hand uh, is the pearl necklace that he was going to give Son, and that's he's trying to give it to Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you're gonna make me leave the country, here, give this to your wife for me. <laughs> yeah, I frankly, I don't care. I hate Jay so goddamn much. I'm glad that he's gone. <laughs> the end of the flashback storyline is son at jay's funeral um and the only real thing of importance here is that mr Pake rolls up again and he's just like oh hey i knew that guy's dad that's why i'm here what are you doing here you shouldn't be here people you're all you were doing was fucking him and i told you not to do that anymore so why did you come to this funeral and she's like uh are you gonna tell jen he's like it's not my place to do so implying of course like you should tell him you you should do it if anybody's gonna tell him it is crazy that this dude who ordered this guy killed is like uh why don't you show a little moral backbone (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh all right dad everybody's got a line i guess (laughs) (laughs) uh so yeah so that's the flashback let's uh let's talk about island time shall we oh now is when i'm gonna get confused let's get on that flashback that flashback made a lot of sense to me (laughs) self-contained level now we're gonna start getting to the wild west here oh god uh we'll walk you through it it's okay island time kicks off with sun Jin, and saeed on a sailboat an artisan sailboat um they're trying hanging out they're trying to pick up jack (laughs) I guess. Yeah. I guess. And and not Kate and Sawyer, because no one, everyone just wants Jack's Anglo penis. That's all they fucking care about. And where's Jack? We need to light a fire for Jack. Jack, 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 Jack. <laughs> fucking what about everybody else? Oh man. Uh Jin wants to bail. He does not like being on this little uh little adventure. Um and he's really controlling and possessive to yeah. Sun again. Sun just refers to him as my husband. Yeah. She doesn't say Jin, you know. And and he what he straight up says is like, you shouldn't disagree with me, like ever. Like she's like, I think she said it later, but she's like, I'm sorry for disagreeing with you in front of Saeed. And he's like, you should never disagree with me, period. Yeah. Go it's ahead. interesting because so many guests that we've had that have watched the show and that are fans of Lost 
have expressed how much they love the Sunjin dynamic and and uh, they're uh, many people have said that they're their favorite couple on the show myself and included a, right exactly and a lot of what we've seen is Jin being very domineering and it's like I know that there's a turn someplace but we haven't exactly seen that yet yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta lay the baseline so you can have the growth exactly yeah. and, uh, and that's which is oh, go ahead, all Jim. the other character all the other characters I feel like I didn't get those strong. Uh, emotional vibes because even if he's like domineering and, and she's like this sucks and kind of going against him and, and kind of uh, acting acting out in certain ways you still get that there's something really deep there yeah every other relationship on, in this episode is like su- super shallow in comparison <laughs> because even if it's unhealthy you still super feel that relationship yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah well and, and we start to see that turn right at the end of the mm. episode or mm-hmm. their that's their last scene together we're like oh okay yeah I, I see this, but we're in season three and he's still very much being a dick. Yeah. Um, the last thing we've of, of import that we find out in this first scene is that Sun also knows how to sail, which is a super rich girl thing to know how to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cut to Jack in the uh, in the glass box. Mm, we pouting, jam pouting in the in the very corner, <laughs> sitting on his ass. Largest cell, it's yeah. the biggest prison cell ever. They're like, well, we put you in this big soundproof room. It's one of those rooms where you can hear your own blood in your head, <laughs> and you've chosen to sit over here. I don't know why. Juliet brings him some chow, um, soup, uh, crackers, a bottle of water, Dharma water, Dharma water. Uh, uh, th- there was one very small thing in here uh, which immediately made me fall in love with Juliet all over again. Um, and it's because she brought a tray of soup and crackers. And normally when you get soup at a diner, they give you a little two pack of saltines. Uh, mm-hmm. Juliet brought him in a, a whole sleeve, which is good. For, Fuck yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I don't know about you guys, but I like more than two crackers with my soup. Or bread. I want like four pieces of bread. Yeah. And I feel like a, a like a greedy fuck for like, can you bring me some more two packs of saltines, please? I usually just yeah. make two. So she brought him a whole sleeve. So. She gets it. Yep. She, gets she fucking it. gets it. That's that simple. The others have a decoy village, which Said has found to sail the sailboat. The fact that they have a sailboat is a surprise to Ben. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want that boat. Uh, dude, Michael Emerson. <laughs> always, His eyes uh, couldn't get any bigger or wetter about that boat. I know, but he's uh, we've gushed over him so many times. In terms of an actor, like he always understands the assignment. Like oh, that he's little fun. that yeah. moment where he's just staring off into nothing, and and Colleen. dead lady is just is just like, what are we doing? Like, I'm thinking. Yeah. Like he's <laughs> thinking. you know he's pl- he's already rehearsing fifty seven different things in his head yeah. because he's this conniving. You know he's brainiac. He doesn't yeah. have physical strength he just has this intellect where he will be one step ahead of you every time and i love that because you can just see the gears turning i wonder if he's good at chess uh <laughs> yeah basically ben, uh, ben he he hits her uh hits uh, hits colleen with the i want that sailboat uh and we learn that the others do a team missions too <laughs> yeah <laughs> how long is it gonna put you, take you to put together a team an hour <laughs> do yeah. it here we go an, an hour Right. Like, how, how big far, is this island? Right? How far apart are these people <laughs> there spread? There are three out? of y'all in this room. You guys right. are a team right now. Yeah. Like, obviously, well, don't take Ben, but like, <laughs> <laughs> well, do I take Jack? No, he's the prisoner. God damn it! How many times do I have to explain this to you? <laughs> I 
cut to Sawyer and Kate in the cages. Uh, Sawyer's figured uh, out uh, now how to... these guys really seem like prisoners. <laughs> Jack, Jack, Jackson, like a <laughs> some sort of sci-fi, like where where you've got like one-sided glass mm-hmm. looking at him, and they're like, "Well, he's not breaking it." These guys are in, yeah. <laughs> these guys are in like zoo animal cages. Straight up, yeah, straight up zoo animal cages. Like Sawyer has figured out how to use the mechanism that an animal yeah. would have fed themselves with. <laughs> Pickett, uh, they don't tell us these people's names again, but the, uh, Pickett and Tom and a couple other guys come out to take Kate and Sawyer to there's to a work. Camp. There's like a big boy. There's like a big boy. Mm. There's a blonde. Speaking of Con Air, MC Ganey. Fuck yeah, yeah, love this there dude. He is. He's a he's yeah. a recurring other. We will see him quite a bit more throughout the show, but uh, that yeah. that's Tom. And then yeah, Danny Pickett is the the dickhead with the taser. We see a quick moment here where Colleen. Uh, is taking her boat team out to, and she tells Danny that they're going to get a boat. And Sawyer overhears the part about the boat, and he's all like, <laughs> and then we come back to the boat. This is, and this is the part I was talking about uh, where they had the discussion about um, her dis- disagreeing with her, him. Uh, Jin still isn't comfortable with Sun's like newfound independence. Um, mm-hmm. However, she is still very much devoted to him, despite his sort of like domineering and sort of possessive personality. Uh, Saeed has a rifle now. Fuck yeah. Um, we, we've known that the survivors have some pistols, but now he's got an SKS, so mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's got a rifle and a bunch of awkwardness for being this third wheel. He's not having a good time on this mission. <laughs> we find out a little bit later in the episode that uh, this was probably supposed to be a Saeed solo mission. Because yeah. <laughs> he says later, I'm sorry for bringing you guys along. But um, uh, yeah, we'll get to it. Uh Cut back from the boat to the work camp where uh, Sawyer and Kate are working. Uh, Kate doesn't want to work in her <sighs> dress. Danny says, take it off. Sawyer briefly agrees with Danny, but then sides with Kate and says, how dare you? After giving Kate like this little fucking sideways, awkward, Dude, gross. He just can't not be fucking gross. Yeah, he see, he seems like the action bad. You know how every action movie, there's like the action hero and then there's the action like bad guy or like the action sidekick that turns out, out to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. He's he's that character where he's always making little quips and undressing people with his eyes. And you're like, that guy's going to get shot later and it's going to be great. The little and again, we live in a very different world today in yes. 2021 than when the show was made. And I could see how, like, you know, he's eyeing her up and down and then he gives the how dare you say that buckaroo or whatever. And I, I can see how that's played for comedy. But in 2021, that is all lost. How He's just looking her up and down and undressing her with his eyes. And I'm like, yeah, it's you're like a do you want to join the bad guys? fucking that, you piece of shit like you're just acting right. like such a piece of shit right now <laughs> yeah i'm also very confused why they it's a strange and mysterious organization that says come out of your weird cages come break some rocks <laughs> what <laughs> do, do you want uh, to let, make, make these two people you're gonna have like four people guard two people breaking rocks what do you guys do all day also who are these other people doing the rock duty <laughs> uh, how low on the uh, on the on the uh, in the pecking order do you have to be in the other's organization to be doing the same work as the prisoners <laughs> <laughs> We have to have some broken rocks. That's what we use to power our generator. Uh, we, we played a round of uh, what are the others building several episodes ago. Uh, let's do another quick round of what are the others building. Uh, Christ. Uh, Jacob, first answer. Uh, what are the others building? Bags of gravel. <laughs> good answer. Good answer, JP. Uh, pizza ranch. Pizza. Pizza ranch. Um, the answer is, let me take a look at the card here. Open up the envelope. Uh, we still have no fucking idea. <laughs> it reminds me of that Monty Python bit where 
they're talking about what floats and like very small very rocks. Small they're going to build a boat out of very small <laughs> rocks. <laughs> the next uh, the next thing that currently uh, happens on the island, uh, we we're still at the work camp. Um, yeah, and the, uh, just more of Sawyer just casually sexually harassing Kate. Uh, he's just perving on the dish hard, and Danny yells at him for doing it, but not because he's eyeballing her, but because he's not mm-hmm. working. Like right. if if Sawyer managed to do this while he was working, Danny would be okay with it, which is fucking par for the course. Yeah, <laughs> forest gremlin. <laughs> the forest. And this is where we get the okay, forest gremlin. This, this is the uh, you were gonna say burning questions. <laughs> this is the most absurd part of the episode. It's wild. <laughs> Kate is hammering it. the hell out of some rocks, and this imp, this <laughs> forest nymph, shows up. Asks her riddles three and then vanishes. It's insane. And and one of the riddles isn't is where did you get that dress? Like it's uh, hey, are you in cages? Uh yeah. yeah. Do you know this guy? No. You're wearing my dress. That's not a question. <laughs> Looks good. And you're like, can anyone leave me alone about how I look in this dress for a second? What, what if she would have said, where'd you get that dress? Forever 21. Would she have said, oh, I have the same dress. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And then she would have fucking poof, vanished into thin air. Rumpelstiltskin vanquished. We could both get fucking tased if they catch me talking to you. Could I you need to ask up? you this Who third you? <laughs> very important question. Where'd you get that dress? Oh, my God. Hey. Where'd you get that dress? What? <laughs> Help me. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking rocks with a pickaxe. I'm, I'm in jail. Why? I'm lost on an island. Why do I keep running into new strangers <laughs> and new factions of strangers? One thing that's like kind of like a little, yeah, beyond the fact that, beyond the big mystery of who is this forest creature, uh, there's a little mini mystery in there. Who's, who's Carl? Like, we know on the podcast yeah. who Carl is. We met him in yeah. a different episode. I don't care about Carl. But, like, she's <laughs> like, where's person. my boyfriend Carl? It's like, why? Get the fuck out of here. I don't fucking know. <laughs> there's a lot of problems with Alex's priorities, but I guess, you know. If you know. if I find him, who should I say is calling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I met a nomad today. Uh, He's dear diary, I was at the word camp. <laughs> I met a very interesting young woman. <laughs> scratch it into the dirt in the bottom of her cell. <laughs> uh, back on the boat, we're building a yeah. big fire. Um, sun. Oh, I, oh. I, I love Saeed's line about, uh, of course, the dock is safe. Uh, yeah, because I'm here and I have a gun and I'm fucking Saeed, dude. Like, Yeah, uh, yeah. Sun, uh, sun questions Saeed. She's like, what are you doing? You're building a way, way too big of a fire. Um and and they they have a little back and forth, which uh, which was kind of interesting. His son says to him, well, "Why are you lying to me?" And then Saeed comes back with, "What would you know about lying?" Oh, it's so good! It's so fucking good. I love Saeed so much. Now we know everybody has secrets on the show, but does like Son have a rep with Saeed for being a liar? Like, does he know? Like, is there something we missed about Son like getting a reputation for keeping things from other people? I don't even think we need to see him necessarily know that someone's lying or or subverting the truth or hiding things like 
I just assume Saeed probably yeah. knows it. Like it's his a, head's always it's a on can, a swivel. It's a can't bullshit a bullshitter. Yeah, right. Situation. All right. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And so that that's they cut to it. It's like, well, yeah, they both sort of like silently agree. It's like, all right, we're gonna drop the facade. Um, and Saeed confesses to her that he's setting up an ambush, not a rescue. Uh, and it's so. Oh my god. Again, like, no, I'm gonna leave two alive. Why two? Because I'm gonna need one to get the truth out of the other. And I'm. T- yeah, at that point, I, I, you sort of piece together. Uh, oh, I see. This man is a bad man, <laughs> or maybe not a maybe not a capital B bad man, but he's a bad yeah. man. Yes, he's a bad, that's exactly bad man. It. Yes, he's very good at being bad. The next time we cut back to the boat uh, is, or the next time we cut back to the island is just continues this boat stuff. Um, Jin has figured it out uh, what what they're up to. He says uh, he's like, I want a gun. Um, and he says to son that he knows English better than she thinks he does. Saeed says, can you handle this? It's an automatic. And he hands it to her. And, and apparently you can prove to a person that you know how to handle a pistol just by uh, removing the magazine, putting it back in, and then racking the slide. Well, now, hold on. I have something to say about that. Okay. So that's a SIG M11. Okay. Uh, this is going to be the, the segment where JP talks about firearms. So a SIG M11, he, he removes the magazine, yep. puts it back in, racks a slide, and the sound person did the right thing because there's another noise because that was one of the two pistols that was in the running for the U.S. Army um, pistol contract back in the late 80s or early 90s. And it has a decocker built into it. And the mm. audio person did the decocker noise and uh, and Jin also like decocked it. So that's not something that would be intuitive to somebody that doesn't know that type of pistol because oh. that function isn't on most semi-auto pistols so it does show that he knows what he's doing yeah Yeah. because because i was gonna say like my note about this was like if you handed me any other gun besides that i could i know how to remove the magazine from a pistol and rack the slide that does not prove that i know how to operate a pistol very well (laughs) (laughs) i've played video games i can figure it out right right? so like i can do that part but all this stuff that you just so yeah obviously like knowing what that pistol is like saeed knowing what that pistol is Jin knowing how to use that pistol with all its extra complicated stuff like and i had one other minor little just i think a gaff here um Saeed, as he's handing the pistol, he's like, do you know how to handle this? It's an automatic. It's like, that's not an automatic. It's a semi-automatic. No, it's a, yep. Thank you. Thank you. That'd be crazy if it was an automatic. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> this <laughs> is an automatic? <laughs> this is a crazy island. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> so then, so uh, Jin, despite being lied to, um, he's in on the ambush. He's like, we're here. Let's just fucking do it. Um, he also says during this little thing, he says, he says to uh, to son that he knows she betrayed him. I don't know how he knows. Uh, it's a weird time to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, he uh, he speaks English. I mean, or he at least understands or, English, like or understands it. Yeah, yeah, more. I mean, but it's been sixty nine days. Nice. I mean, he's he's what, gonna like have picked two, up on some two months. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was just imagining, well, if he kept this secret from his wife, who does speak both English and Korean, then it's not like he's using her to be able to even translate, because having right. that resource would be able to let you learn it. So he's just, like, picking it up, which seems well, wild. There, there's a whole there's a whole chunk of uh, the show that we haven't seen pr- the, the two months prior to this, where he is, like, constantly palling around with Michael 
and mm-hmm. Sawyer. Like Duolingo. Yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah. so like, it, there I rem- there are scenes, we've seen a, a couple of scenes here and there of like, uh, of Michael and Sawyer and Jin, the three of them like, very, like, having very broken uh, English and uh, broken English conversations with Jin, and he he I'm, mm-hmm. he has picked up several, like, you know, he knows doctor, he knows help, he knows, like, he, he he picked up on a lot of words during the, I think, the raft building process. He's no, he knows, no uh, way conversational, but... He knows loud English because whenever <laughs> he clearly didn't understand, they would just say the yeah. same thing louder at him, you know, like see. you're supposed to do. So. Oh, you don't speak Traditional English? Do you speak, loud, do you speak loud English? <laughs> oh, that helped. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, the one, one last thing that the, happens here in this scene is that uh saeed says go both saeed and Jin are like son go back to the boat like we got it saeed says there's a gun in the boat if you need it and she says this fucking like yeah end of the world type like or end of like my life type shit if they get past you that means my husband is dead and i won't care anymore was just like, wait, aren't you pregnant? Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wait a second. You have they, plenty to live they for. They keep saying like, ah, oh, yeah, you and me and number three. And you're like, oh, okay, oh, all right. Uh-uh. And then she's like, well, yeah, if Jen's dead, fuck it. I don't care. I'll burn it all down. Like, He's an asshole. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, okay. it's her. It's the, the, the comparison of the two is like you, us observing this relationship between the two of them is like Jin's kind of a dick to you and her devotion to him only seems to grow through the episode like yeah, I don't even wild. know what y'all are up to you're trying to get this guy he's stuck in a nice situation where he gets soup and crackers <laughs> he, he, which is more than these guys eat the yeah. entire time we see them the, you, they don't need he didn't need saving let these he's two fine. die you know yeah. how to sail take that boat and leave yeah. Have a nice you got time. three guns at that point. <laughs> <laughs> three guns in a sailboat. That's how I plan on retiring. <laughs> That's how they got off Gilligan's Island. <laughs> uh, uh, we cut back to the work camp. Uh, Juliet gives Sawyer some water. He sassily pours it on the ground. I enjoyed that. <laughs> that that <laughs> was crazy. Sawyer's, Sawyer doesn't make a lick of sense to me. No. Well, and, as, and it's as a human being. Because he he then he turns to Kate and I, I was like, oh, maybe this will be a moment where Sawyer can be like, oh, I should have thought before I dumped that out. Kate's obviously tired. She's, you know, she's been busting big rocks and little rocks yeah. all day. I should have saved that water and given it to her. Right. This is a moment for me to, to maybe not be so impulsive. And yeah. no, he's not thinking that. He's thinking, boy, I sure would like to sexually assault someone. <laughs> it's, been, it's been about 45 minutes since I've done so. I'm due. <laughs> So uh. when he when he gets that water before we transition to that, which is a, a terrible thing. But when he gets that water, they shoot it like they shoot it from such an angle uh, or, or they they frame it from from such a perspective where you think is so you're going to pour that water all over. himself <laughs> and like Look at Kate like, oh, yeah, you like this because he's it, it just seems like in character from what we've seen about this guy where he's just like, I'm always trying to look at some butts. And, yeah. and try to get get everybody agitated about it. It, it, it would have yeah. been a perfect opportunity for one of those visual bits where we, the audience, get Sawyer pouring water on himself in slow motion and rubbing his hair and rubbing his chest, and then it cuts back to <laughs> normal speed, what everybody around him is seeing. <laughs> yeah, well, then the taser really would have been effective. And, and yeah, you, uh, JP, you, you made uh, a good point, and J- uh, Jacob, you, you sort of reinforced that, like... Uh, 
uh, Sawyer pouring out the water is like a defiance of his captors kind of thing. Um, and, and Jacob, you're like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like what's happening. And, and yeah, then come back. Like something that would have been equally defiant is him taking the canteen that Juliet gave him and then giving it to Kate to drink. Yeah. Like that would Mm -hmm. have been, that would have done the same. It would have executed the same exact thing, even though he needs water too. What's it called? Maslow's hierarchy. Of needs, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah his needs is smooch, uh, <laughs> butts, breaking rocks, water's jeans. All the, water's all the way at the top? Yeah. No, uh, I think truck nuts is at the top. Truck nuts is at the top, <laughs> yeah. which he can't ever get. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, then we get into, like, one of the worst things that happens in the episode. He just marches over there and fucking plants one on her. Um, Danny's not happy. And no. comes over to fight him, and they and they have. There's another little mini set piece here. Uh, Sawyer just fights yeah. these dudes off, like three or four a of them. Really good fight yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, and fight coordinators about, putting in the hours. And this is a, what we, we've talked about. This in the path too is, is prisoner prisoner detention t- uh, mm-hmm. procedures. Don't keep weapons near people that you have under under lock and key because if they get their hands right. on it, the tables are turned. Sawyer gets his that's hands why, on that rifle. Yeah, that's why guard towers exist. <laughs> Maybe that's what well, they're that's building. Why... Maybe they're building a guard tower. <laughs> that's why evil. Oh yeah, out of pebbles. <laughs> oh no! This is my Flintstones guard tower. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> but they, yeah, but that, like it's such a crazy where it's like okay, well these guys obviously don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They are ramshackle keeping this together, and then the woman who was with the uh, wet eyes earlier. She shows up out of nowhere with a gun and she's like, actually, hello, I'm here. I'm in charge. I had a canteen and a pistol. FYI. (laughs) Turns out. Juliet. Uh, We cut back to the boat. The ambush is set. Um, Apparently, they're in a bad position for sure because the others get onto the sailboat with no fucking problem. It's it's like a SWAT team from an action movie in the 80s where just like a bunch of boots just hit the ground (laughs) from like right over the camera. It's right over the boat on a long dock Mm -hmm. where you're like. What were you guys watching? I guess you were looking through binoculars in the middle of the night. So right. obviously you weren't watching the path right. to the boat where you put you, the pregnant lady. You weren't seeing anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're like, God, why did we build this fire so big? I can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> so bright. Sun is in the boat and she hears the footsteps or whatever. So she goes and gets the gun uh, and she turns around and Colleen is there. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, and they have this like exchange. She's like, don't, no, don't shoot me. I'm not the enemy. You know, if you shoot me, I'll be the enemy and all this stuff. And it's like, this is classic enemy shit to say. We're not the enemy. Yeah. The bad guys never think they're bad. Uh, and yeah, Sun gives her every opportunity. She's like, keep your voice that- down. Don't come near me. And she fucking drops her, man. Yeah. Yeah. Ample warning. And- right, in the, right in the gut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And. Oof. I mean, and this is one of the things, too, that you see in television all the time is like, don't don't come any closer or I'll shoot. You're not going to shoot me. I know you. You're not going to shoot me. And normally, okay. normally they would, you know, in any other TV show, they'd be like, they'd be right. And they'd get close and they'd take the gun away. And it's like, it's OK. I know you couldn't pull the trigger. You're not a killer. This is like when she when she actually shot her, I was like, oh, shit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the show this rewards is, people for being violent. In the- <laughs> yeah, this is growth. This is Sun solving her own problem. She said, yeah. I got myself into this situation. Yeah. Me and uh, my trusty I, gun are going to get me out of this. But then I don't understand the logistics of this boat because <laughs> yeah. the, this, the, the woman comes down. Yeah. She's like, I know everything about you. And I'm like, I guess this is just a thing that 
their organization. But, yeah. They know everything, yeah, I guess. they know everything. Uh, but then, like, behind her, you can almost see – I feel like you almost see boots and legs of other people or at least stairs where you're like, well, they have to be close because mm-hmm. a gunshot just <laughs> rang right. out. And then Jen's like, well, actually, I'm topside and I'm, I am I got out. I'm, or son. <laughs> yeah. Son is like, I'm out of here. Bye. Yeah. 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 She she manages to get out um, and and – uh, Tom, terrible SWAT team. Yeah, Tom takes. Uh, <laughs> well, and the thing about it too is, like, uh, we remember from the beginning of the episode, the the big take was the the boat itself. So I think, like, when Tom took a couple of shots at her, he wasn't even necessarily trying to kill her. He was just like trying to scare right. her. Like, he, he, mm-hmm. I think for Tom, I remember a little bit about Tom. Tom uh, from my memory, he's not as big of a piece of shit as you would think he would be, just by nature of his allegiance to the others. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's kind of human. So like, I don't think Tom wanted to kill Son there. He was just like. If if he could scare her off, get, that's get good off for my boat. yeah, that's good for him. Yeah. I mean, what I'm imagining is that people who uh, have have kidnapped, I, I I keep Sawyer and the other guy uh, Jack, Jack separated in my mind as one is an action hero and one is like a spy hero. Mm. Yeah, all right. Uh, so like Jack's like a spy guy because uh, he's like locked up and he's not saying anything. Uh, but I, I'm thinking their whole group. They are the colonizers who've come in and, and these guys just like live here. I'm imagining everybody else. They just live here and they're like, who are you? Get out of here. Get your so boat they out of here. Yeah. Put them to work. They take their stuff. They say, that's kind of it. Like, I mean, even the little bit we've run into the others, like when we talked, when we've seen Ethan and stuff like that, like they regard the survivors from a 15 they're they're fucking trespassers they don't belong yeah, here they <laughs> yeah. are hostiles yeah. yeah so yeah so sun manages to escape this uh strange boat um oh man and this was like partially partially heartbreaking to me like when Jin dives into the water um and yeah. it's like because like in the in those brief moments where he's shrieking after her uh he's he's 100% sure she's drowned or dead or still on the boat or whatever right and then when she calls back to him that like i literally felt like a little bit of relief i was like okay yeah despite the yeah, fact that they're... their the relationship is really fraught at the moment at least they're well, still Jin, together Jin's a, a man of extremes you know <laughs> he he's a strong silent type and then he'll do like a big show of affection like <laughs> the a, shouting that they do I'll, back and forth to one another is very full of emotion mm-hmm. and very very well acted and they get back onto the beach um and then <laughs> he's just like, as they're drying, he's like, well, we better get going. We've got a long walk ahead of us. Well, be- before that, though, he actually apologizes, yes. which is yeah. not something someone does in this show very much. Yes. Again, like the Saeed. ambush was dumb. We only had two guns. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's one of the only adults in the room, yeah. Yeah. As, as per usual. Yep. So no doubt. Cut back to the cages, even yeah. despite having the fuck beat out of him. Uh, Sawyer's got jokes. It's got that classic mm. defense mechanism, making it trying to make oh, everybody and Kate, laugh. Oh, and Kate's being all like, "Ooh, remember how we kissed? I'm like, this sucks, dude. Stop. He's a creep." Uh, I couldn't help myself. That that's, that's the, not an okay no. mindset to have. No. Nope. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You taste like strawberries. Stop. The the yeah. strawberry thing only made me think of Lord of the Rings when I'm like, he doesn't remember what strawberries taste like. <laughs> <laughs> they've, <laughs> they've been on this island for how long? No way. This guy's gonna be like, yeah, you taste like uh, strawberries. You taste uh, like I <laughs> ate fucking sand and no water for lunch today. <laughs> he tastes like somebody who hasn't brushed their teeth in 69 days <laughs> nice <laughs> um so yeah the, the weird sexual sh- bullshit aside like i got some real bonnie and clyde vibes from them because then he actually was like oh mm-hmm. there was a re- like there was a reason behind my you know he was he was kind of casing the guards and 
taking sort of stock of the security situation right. around. And I, I very much like that. It's like, no, I need to let my ass get kicked so I understand when we Ooh. do decide to break out of here, who's got to be a priority f- for us to take out first. Yeah. We cut from there to back to Jack, who we haven't seen in a while. <laughs> I forgot he was in the episode. <laughs> it well, was, he's still it in was that refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's halfway through that pack of saltines. <laughs> <laughs> ben comes in to talk to him, brings his own little folding chair. Um, and and he gives him uh, the courtesy of an honest introduction. My name is Ben Linus, and I and I I lived on this island my whole life. I, I do think that it's interesting um, because he says, you know, I've been on this island my whole life, but that is not true. Right. He was born off the island, but I think in Ben's mind that might be true because he probably just omits his life. Before the island. Before sure. the island. Uh, you're so, talking about like, well, this is my other life that I've started. I here. buy that. Right. My life as Ben Linus started yeah. here. He, he's He's been on the island since he was a very young child, yep. but he definitely has memories pre-island. Yeah. He's been on the and, island most of his life, for sure. Like, Right. That, that time, I don't think that that's necessarily a lie, but his brain has turned that into the truth and that he did not exist before he was on the island. I buy that. All I know about this guy is he loves to think he loves keeping up on baseball and Mm -hmm. pop culture. And he wants a boat (laughs) and he loves TV media cart day in class. Cause I saw that cart come in and I was like, Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, They just have that around. (laughs) We we find out uh, before he wheels in the cart um, that Walt and Michael got to go home. Yeah, uh, what the fuck? So I guess we're not going to be seeing them, hypothetically, for a while. Yeah. I didn't know who those guys were, but I thought that was also... I filed everything pre, like, these are the facts that prove that I know about the outside world. All that stuff was lies. <laughs> so I'm like, sure. this is lies, and then he's going to have a little bookend of of truth sure. to, to hook this dork. Yeah, right. Uh, speaking of dorks, when he was finally like, uh, your plane crashed here 69 days ago i out loud to myself in my room said nice because i'm an idiot (laughs) yep Um, ben uh ben gives him the facts the straight facts he knows how they got here how long they've been here they have contact with the outside world and he can prove it w got reelected, and jack surprisingly does not show any emotion to this fact which makes me like him even less Right, he shouldn't even have let Ben finish. Just like, what? Are you fucking kidding? God, God damn it! Really? God, another like, I mean, I know Kerry wasn't the best candidate that we could have run, but fucking, but like, start, yeah, just get, he finally gets up and stops pouting and starts ranting. Like, yeah, that would have yeah, that would have no. moved him a couple of pluses in a column for Jack. <laughs> but that's uh, that's that's it. That's the end of the episode. Um, yeah. now this would be the part of the podcast where we would normally head into uh the end segments of the show but we're going to take a quick sojourn over to a missing piece of the puzzle lost missing pieces these were 13 little mini episodes that aired on uh if i'm remembering right telephones they were specifically made they were they <laughs> called them at the time mobisodes because they were designed to mobisodes yeah, yeah because <laughs> wow. the future was going to be watching short designed by moby <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> Jacob, uh, in your in your professional career, do you write a lot about a lot of mobisodes? Typically, in my career, if 
there is something even an inch outside of the parameters, the formal parameters I set for myself, whether it be TV or movies, I do not cover it. I'll take any excuse not to. But, so if it is a webisode, if it is a non-feature length movie, I jump ship so but quick. I did hear that the next four Avatar movies are going to be Mobisodes. So. Well, that's because they're Mobius trips. They never <laughs> they fold into each other infinitely. The inside is the outside, right? Uh-huh. Well, yeah, I think Mobisode is actually a Navi word. <laughs> Um, we're going to talk real quick about the Lost Missing Pieces episode. Yeah. Uh, episode, this is the third one. Episode, missing Pieces number three, King of the Castle. And this was this was directed by Jack Bender, who is one of the in-house directors for Lost. And written by Brian K. Vaughn. Yeah, Jack and Ben are playing chess at a house. Um, and, and they talk about uh, Ben is expressing regret that Jack's leaving. It says that he's going to do everything in his power to make sure that he holds up his end of the bargain um, right. to get him off the island, says that the island might, might not let him. It's not entirely under his control. Jack doesn't necessarily believe him or whatever. Yeah, a lot yeah. of tip for tat. And he's like, I've, I'm going to miss playing against someone with so much skill. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, master tactician Jack, <laughs> who we've seen <laughs> fucking sit around and refuse soup. <laughs> <laughs> All the other people just want to play mousetrap, and I can't get anyone to play chess with me. They don't even know how far a pawn goes on the first turn. Actually, uh, Jacob, we were talking about this a little bit before the recording. Um, you went to a, a chess tournament, correct, in elementary school? Yeah, so I, oh, I played a lot of chess when I was a, when I was a little kid. Um, so, I like read some read some books, and I had a similar chess set to the one they play on where your your guys have a little felt bottom. Which is great when you're in an auditorium and you don't want a bunch of click clacking mm-hmm. and you don't want to like dent your board. But on a sweaty island seems like the worst texture that you could put <laughs> uh, anywhere. Any comments on the chess game itself? So they don't show much of the chess until the very last uh, sort of shot where, where the end of the conversation is happening. They're mm-hmm. wrapping things up and, and, and they're also wrapping up the game where uh, he's like, oh, you almost got me, Jack. And then he he castles <laughs> which it it doesn't not only does it not seem like a legal move in that situation because i think his castle had already moved yeah. at that point and you're not allowed to use, you're not allowed to use a, a castle that's already moved um he says it like he's just beaten him right. <laughs> when in fact like if he was in check or checkmate like i don't think you can do that either no and you're not even doing anything like he was in check so like you're like stalling that's like a defensive move i mean mm-hmm. i don't know man it just proves that he's the king of the castle not jack so that's it that's the glass ballerina and king of the castle let's talk about did we like it was it good jacob what do you think the glass ballerina do you like it was it good Uh, i didn't care for a lot of the present day stuff uh it, it felt like filler like necessary filler where the the writers had had probably broken out the story already and they had the premiere episode where they said well we need some exciting stuff in here to get people ready for like oh lost is back mm-hmm. yay and then we have stuff later down the line but after that initial stuff i'm sure they had well we need to get group a to point b and and sort of all these other logistical challenges where they said okay well let's write some small beats to go along with that sure and big story moments sure. so it, it the island stuff in particular felt pretty boring except for uh the end of the boat stuff like that the botched ambush mm. was 
kind of interesting. But the the real meat of the episode comes in the flashback, which I thought was really nice and mm-hmm. uh, elegantly done. Like it doesn't hold your hand too much. It gives you just what you need to know, gives you some solid action and then sends you on your way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was good. But otherwise, nah. <laughs> that's fair. The solid eh fair. from Jacob. Uh, what do you say, JP? I, I definitely agree that this is absolutely a filler episode. However, we've encountered some filler episodes before, um, and this is definitely better filler than we have encountered. Mm. You know, so the the fight scenes were were pretty good. The backstory stuff was decent. The the little moment where you know Jin says, "I don't know what I would do without you," or or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Like I really felt that, and I was like, I've had several strong emotional connections to some some Sun and Jin stuff and some Saeed stuff throughout this episode. So was it my favorite episode? No, but I'll I'll just give it a a lazy thumbs up <laughs> and they're hugging in the middle of the ocean that seems hard to do oh my god uh adam uh, did you like it yeah yes uh, i mean i th- i think i i'd probably just echo most of what uh, jacob said i found the flashback stu- stuff um very entertaining very solidly done the island stuff a little bit all over the place um i really liked the action in the episode i thought the the fights that were done both uh at the at the work camp and in the hotel were uh, pretty awesome and uh and that's kind of all i really needed from the show outside of the gin and sun flashback stuff so it sounds like we're pretty middle of the road about it mix mix positive yeah. <laughs> uh let's do the mvp lost mvp your favorite character of the episode just this 45 minutes minus anything you might know uh from your uh post uh, secondary uh education uh <laughs> jacob <laughs> who's your lost mvp for the episode number one for the glass ballerina uh, my number one for the glass ballerina is the uh, magical creature that lives in the forest. Uh, I was enthralled by her David Lynchian presence. She came from behind the dumpster, behind the restaurant, wandered through the woods and posed the most compelling questions uh gave us the most mystery she was doing a lot of work yeah uh, that's awesome alex yeah, alex is legit one of my favorite like side characters I think. a total mystery <laughs> yeah it's so good uh adam mvp uh oddly enough despite all of his uh sexist and misogynist behavior i'm going to give it to sawyer for the uh, episode what? um what the fuck is wrong with you and it's strictly because he is in his element as a captive he is a Mm. criminal he is a bad dude and he's literally flourishing by being under lock and key it gives him (laughs) something to actually use his bullshit awful skill (laughs) set He he has the perfect personality to be on a chain gang. He had the like get back to work, boss. Like this, yeah, he does seem like he is a, a model prisoner. Exactly. <laughs> like by, by that I mean he is a model who has been in prison. Yeah. If if they <laughs> if they did a remake of Cool Hand Luke, I would one hundred percent watch Josh Holloway as Dragline. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, JP MVP. I'm going to give this to, to two people equally. I'm giving it to Sun and Jin. Right. Um, because when Jin jumps in the water and Sun falls off the boat and they meet and they hug, I just wrote swimming is exhausting. And they managed to also hug it out in the middle of the ocean. If somebody tried to hug me in an above ground pool, I would drown. <laughs> I was, uh, I'm glad you wrote that down. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, that sounds so hard. Yeah. You're just in a gunfight. The adrenaline's probably getting them and both there. They've been on a, a tropical island for 69 nice days. Nice. And and they have the energy still to to 
do Olympic style swimming and it's fantastic. Saeed <laughs> like, just stays on the beach. He didn't even get in the water. Yeah, he's like, I fucking don't know. There's fucking sharks in there. Get out of here. <laughs> fucking idiot. I got to swim. No, nah, nah. Uh, other half of this bit, the lost forever, just this 45 minutes, minus your context, your memory, anything, uh, just for the glass ballerina, who should be lost forever, Jacob? Let's hear it. Uh, it's, it's Sawyer. It's trash. He's <laughs> yeah. trash, top to bottom. He's bad. 100%. I thought they were going to shoot him, and I was excited when they tased him. I laughed. Yeah. I was hoping... There would be some sort of pickaxe combat between Ooh, him and yeah. Evangeline Lilly. Ooh, yeah. He should be gone if it was just Kate dealing with this imprisonment. It would be just as interesting. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if it was her having to like learn how to be a prisoner instead of just sitting there while this guy just like looks at her. Yeah. yeah if if it were her trying to plan this escape on her own without just a, a big tank behind yeah. her, that's infinitely yeah. more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like having a character have to be like, well, I'm out of my element. I better grow and learn. And so this guy being like, I'm back in jail again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to beat my heads against these bars until I win. So, yeah. so okay. What we're going to do is we're going to find the biggest guy out here and kick his ass. All right. That's how you do it. <laughs> Literally, it's <laughs> first you, first you kiss and then you get kicked. This is the plan. It's it's a, rules in any prison. Uh, Adam, uh, the two thousand forever, the two thousand and four uh, New York Yankees. <laughs> fucking thanks for making every Boston Red Sox fan completely fucking insufferable for the rest of us. God damn you all, getting reverse Gosh, swept. Should've. Get the fuck out of here. Should have done George W. Bush in hindsight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> If he's in the canon of Lost, I guess he, he counts, but he's out. Well, we get, we'll just give him an overarching, like, yeah. for the whole series. Yeah, when Lost we get forever. to our final episode, it's like, who is the big <laughs> Lost Forever? It W? The big bad. Yeah. Uh, JP, who's your Lost MVP, or Lost Forever? Right right underneath George Bush is uh, Jay. Um, <laughs> the thumb. Well, I yeah, have great th- news for you. <laughs> right. So... But it's it's not because of how he has treated son. It is because the man doesn't understand accessorizing. Okay, <sighs> so he has a bald head. Mm-hmm. You need to grow like Adam. You need to have something else. Otherwise, you look like a plain canvas. You need glasses. You need beard. You need a nose ring. You need a mustache. You need something. <laughs> Otherwise, I just look like I'm looking at powder from the movie powder and then he dies and that is the picture that they have of him of him at his funeral it looks like you have a character creator for a video game and you haven't started doing anything yet a stripped down stretch armstrong (laughs) i was gonna say he looks like a rubber man he he looks like the template that they start with for all the guess who characters Yeah, I think the point about glasses is really good because he would be like a he he'd really uh, have a have a look going if he yeah. had like, some thick rimmed glasses. Exactly, some thick rimmed glasses. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, thank you for so much for being on the show. Uh, it was an absolute blast having you. Uh, do you want to do a quick plug for anything? PaceMagazine.com. Click on everything. Yeah, links, ads. I don't care. <laughs> Keep us afloat. If if you like uh, movies and television and pop culture stuff. Um, it, there's some fantastic articles and I'm not just uh, biased because I know Jacob writes them. Uh, they're very, very good articles. Uh, definitely check them out for sure. That's uh, very nice. Uh, so uh, that's, that's it for the show for the episode. Um, if you're trying to be lost with us, please check out our next episode. We'll be watching season two, episode 10, the 23rd Psalm. 
with a new centric character, the mysterious Mr. Echo. Oh, fuck yeah. Gosh, that's a great name. <laughs> Love Mr. Echo. Very good. Easily the best name of a character on the show and one of the best actors on the show. And I am fucking stoked. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking rock and roll. So cool. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Lost on Lost. I'm Adam. I'm JP. Uh, do you have any idea? Uh, I'm Jacob. <laughs> I don't get to go. That's okay. <laughs> this is fine. I'm just a guest. <laughs> do you have any idea what's going on on the show? No. Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by Adam Busher and J.P. Russell. Recorded on location in Milwaukee, Wisconsin and Los Angeles, California. Our show is hosted at Podbean. Find us there or wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks to Danny Schmitz of Lost in a Name for our theme music. Lostpedia and the community of contributors there. Random.org for creating the watch order. Check out our Facebook page, Lost on Lost, or find us on Twitter and Instagram at Lost on Lost 1. Don't follow those jerks at Lost on Lost 2. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com. If you like what we're getting into here, buy us a coffee at coffee.com slash we are lost on lost. That's ko-fi.com slash we are lost on lost. <laughs>